Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we have got a special car and a special guest. Yeah, Carlo. welcome, Carlo. Thank welcome. Much. Unbelievable little car, Mick. What hey? is it? A Fiat 500 1968 resto mod or tribute car to the Tributo Arbath, well, an Arbath race car. It, yeah, so basically you started off because you, as a kid, tell us, you're always into racing. Always has been the race. And uh, I was very fortunate because I was born in a town where we had a racing car, a hill club. So from a young age, I was to see all this car pass under my window. So, but literally, Carlo, under your window? Yes, where you live? Yes, yes, in Caltanissetta. Yeah, it was a really so this nice is in uh, Sicily? In Sicily, yes, yes. And the racing still is uh, still go ahead today. And this Italian championship, sometimes it was a European championship. Okay. So original so street race. That's yes, original street race yes, through the yes, streets yes, there yes, yes. With the, above the apartment blocks yes, and things like that. Absolutely. No barriers. No barriers. That race technically before was a pass through a village. <laughs> and after in the early... 70, they started changing the rules for security, safety, safety, yeah. etc. So they they make the resume more short, so can uh, stop it before the the village. And so, how did that happen? Were those races, Carlo, just one day only? No, no, no. It's a very week. It's a very tricky week. It was beautiful because they started the weekend before with the all the driver testing the car to the to the hills for learning the track, learning the rush for the gearing. Do the technical side. You have to remember that they, at the time they drove the car, they tested the car himself. So was it really open to everybody? And how we was a kid, so we just go on the street and they just wow, see this this noisy thing, very small or very big, just go around the corner super fast. <laughs> and they tested it many times through to the night. So when we started to be teenage, we started to camping in the night with my cousin and my brother. So we can wake up in the morning, we can go around to the corner just to see all this big beast. And the race is very related, like the old Targa Florio. And I was lucky too, to my dad with my brothers take us to the Targa Florio in 1972. One, one of the best experiences. Uh, and so you were brought up with cars around you yes, racing. Yes. So the car that, any car that you would have had so early days, yes. you never kept it standard. No, 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 no. First of all, uh, you know, like uh, like I said, I grew up with this thing I, because I was small. I was very fascinated to the little Fiat Five Hundred, the uh, the one thousand, the Seicento. The Seicento yeah, was yeah. the one one thousand uh, class. So this car was a beautiful to go around them. You know. He, just, just the passion I went through, and uh, and not just the, the car, but it was all all the motorsport started go through, and they give it the direction, uh, the dream, give it the direction to be a professional involved in motorsport all my life. So that was. Um, and so this 1968 yes. Fiat 500, what started that one? So how did that start? I started because. Uh, my first car was a 500. Then, the, of course, a teenage. You you try to do all the dreamy stuff, and the, but financially you can't support nothing. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just a dream. And always I like to do one day a 500 in the way I like to do it through my experience, through my memory, through through all the my journey, really. So you started though 
tweaking those cars. So the, what was the equivalent Ferrari? Because you would have known, obviously, growing up in Italy, it was all about Ferrari and things like that. And as a young teenager growing up, you were trying to build a Fiat 500 to be a, the next no, Ferrari, no, you know? No, 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 no. You know, Ferrari has been always Ferrari. Yeah. And uh, Ferrari, nobody can touch that. Uh, um, like manufacturing, like dream, uh, like a very expensive uh, thing to have. And in Sicily as a teenager, did you see many Ferraris, oh, Carlo? Yeah, yeah, we had a few mafiosi with the Ferrari. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we had a few, few, few professional yeah. people with the Ferrari. Sorry. Yeah, so you yeah. get to see That's them. That's well worded. You get to see them in the yes, streets and things like that. Yes, of course. Yeah, but you remember in the seventy wasn't so many cars like uh, like today. Yes, it was less affordable uh, really. The, the, so the reality was uh, what it was affordable for example was the this level of the car you know the the Fiat Alfa the Romeo. Alfa Romeo. There was uh, the Lancia. Um, and from there, everything, you know, other manufacturers, BMW, um, Porsche started come aboard too. So it really was a variation of the different brand. But again, who stimulated my... my, my Your thing, passion. My passion was this little car because he, I was more close, you know, yeah. more reality, more something I can... You can touch, feel and you yes, can touch. Yes, so the yes. Fiat 500 back then, that was the people's car. Yep. Was so that was, car. you know, to absolutely. get around towns absolutely. and things like that, that that's what they had. Yes. But so it, this one here that you, Resto Mod, we'll call yes. it a Resto yep. Mod or a, a tribute to Abarth. That, or how do you say Abarth? Is it Abarth? Abarth. Abarth. Okay. And the, so this tribute to Abarth, like Michael was saying, was done here in Australia. Was done full in, in Australia. Yes, I started this project in 2010 when I buy the car, and after that I drive the car. I drive the car for a few months and I scare because since 80, 81, I never drive anymore a 500 car. So when I go back to the car. I said, wow, what is this thing? It's so small, it's so dangerous, no break, no feeling, nothing. So that was original and back original, then? Original, yes. And how different was that feeling, driving those cars in Italy, Carlo, and then coming to Australia and driving that very same car? It's different, uh, isn't it? Different, yeah. But you have to remember, at the time I was 17, 18, so every, anything was uh, perfect at the time. You yes. Know? The, the the most difficult thing was I found the petrol to put on the car, but part of that, that otherwise was it was easy, enjoyable. You know, when you started from the bottom, anything is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so when you correct. go to the the other way around, the thing started to be a little bit more and difficult. Difficult, yeah. So yeah. this '68 Fiat that you yeah. found. So what sort of condition was it? I mean, did the, the body was a was all original. That's they were. I was interested to the car. The, the body was a full original. Of course, it was a, a car, um, no cure, you know. It was a car uh, keeping the garage for so many years. Uh, so was okay. For, for, for my project, for the project I, I had in my head, was the perfect car to buy. Okay, so you were always going to... Resto mod. Absolutely. Always. It wasn't so, from day one. Never, and I was never thinking, sorry, never thinking to restore the car exactly how uh, Fiat did in the Fiat. Yes. But, and it was a local car, South Australian car? Yes, it was a, a, a left hand, sorry. A right, right hand drive. Right hand yeah. drive, yes. And it was the original car um, from uh, day one. See, we talk about some of those things about keeping cars original. Yes. However, with the Fiat yes. 500, because you're always in racing, there was no choice for you, was there? No, 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 no. no. Like what I said, I never will ever restore the car like how Fiat did. Because okay, so it was never going to be original. Who took the, the interesting and the passion for me was just the, the racing 
side. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't the, wasn't the, the, the normal the standard, standard car with the standard, yeah, the standard car. Exactly. So what was the first thing you wanted to do with this resto mod? I mean, or did you know you wanted to do the whole lot straight away? In other words, yes. did you plan it from yes. the beginning yes, or yes, was yes, it yes. piecemeal? No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was uh, something been planned for many, many years in my head, of course. And um, I wanted to do that uh, before. When I started economic, I started to be a little bit more comfortable, but uh, I was very busy with my work. I was uh, traveling a lot. So really, I never had the opportunity at the time to put together a project like that because I knew if I have to start something like that, it will take time, finance the budget. And uh, at the time, I didn't have the time to, to really put on in on that. Well, I think it's important we mention what your work is because we need to because it, it makes sense of how this resto mod then comes to fruition so what is your background carlo uh follow follow my passion as soon as i finish my high school i move in uh, north italy because i come from sicily and from there i, I go involved in motorsport this uh, for me and my brother was uh, something we dream from uh, the early age and uh, like your parents uh, they allowed to do us uh, or wish, uh, yep. maybe it was they wasn't happy, but there was a they fair, 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 enough, uh, fair enough uh, supported. So, but we have to remember in the seventy or early eighty wasn't so easy or wasn't so uh, straightforward like today. So it was a little bit adventure at the time. It was a very adventure, uh, but teaching me lots of stuff. So fact, you've been in the, some sort of racing game yes, from, from since the, early days. Since '79. Uh, okay, so we'll, we we're going to talk, talk about, about that. that later. But <laughs> and so, then your business today that you you uh, own, of course, uh, true to to my uh, experience, uh, I'm moving from uh, Italy to Australia. I need I had an, an opportunity to. You fell in love, Carlo. You fell in love. That's uh, why you moved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I fell in love. That was a very important part of my life to to leave a country like Italy in, in the best way at the time, and uh, moving a new country with lots of potentiality but with lots of no was mm. very risky. But I like the risk. Mm. And so you started you, a business. Yeah, I started a business. So the business was related to motorsport. Basically, uh, I was manufacturing. We manufacturing composite material. Um, Carbon fiber, carbon fiber, other material related in motorsport, but in lots of other different defense, uh, sorry, different other uh, projects. At the moment, for example, we do stuff around the defense and stuff, other stuff. So very, very interesting. And so, Mick, the one thing you that when you see this car and you will see the photos on Instagram and YouTube video that we'll take of the car. What was the first thing I said to you? My God, how much carbon fibre? And you love the carbon fibre. I love fiber. carbon fibre. No, but, but what intrigued me about the carbon fibre, because, I mean, I don't really know a lot about carbon fibre, but you not only made it, you actually designed it as well. So you designed the parts? Yes, yes, yes. There is, there is a, a very engineering beyond, the, beyond the, that. It's not... It's simple for us because it's our, uh, our job, but there is a little bit of technique involved beyond that, a little bit of design and the application and development because lots of parts uh, I use the same technology I was using when I was in F1. So <laughs> it, it, that was the challenge thing, the, the thing that really interested me. Well, yeah. on this fear, on the Arbart, on the if we can quickly mention all the parts that are in carbon fibre that you've put on. Ooh, so we, we can start by the, we the can, bonnet. Well, we know that. We can okay. start the same and be 
it will be more easy to just mention so, the what's not carbon, carbon, not carbon okay. fiber. Yeah, go, Carla. Well, the, yeah. No. Anyway, in carbon, what we first of all, my my approach to the car was to try to keep the line of the car. Uh, OME originally. Yes. So we tried to duplicate the sum of the parts exactly how Fiat built, like uh, like the front bonnet, the rear bonnet. We did some slight modification, but still keeping the shape or the original look. But modified, we did lots of integration and reinforcement in the car and the try. Uh, we did lots of inner door trim. Uh, we did lots of um, dash. We did lots of just lots of pieces and pieces. Uh, we don't see in the car, but they are under the car. For me, it was important, not just the, the aesthetic part. It wasn't just the functionality too. It's very important to apply all this uh, component. And they apply on the material the the right technical specification uh, around the, how they work on the car. For yep. example, parts mm-hmm. around the hot area, like the engine area, there is a different material uh, or different technique compared to other parts uh, more uh, external. Yeah, yep. I mean, I looked at it. We look at the engine bay, and you've got the oil cooler in carbon fiber, the surrounds and the... Yes, the, 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 all, the, all the support and all the stroud, yes. It, it's a so are there still things, Carlo, now, because how many years How many years did it take to get to this to finished project from 2010 I, to... I started to... Uh, buy the car in 2010. I started 2012 and I finished in 2016. Okay. That's pretty and, good. Yeah, and from there I've been since 16 to today tweaky, improve this, improve that. Always, you know, in the, in the night uh, I wake up and just I see always something. And you're thinking about, one of the things that you talked about that you did, you added a fifth gear. Yes, we we did a, a, fifth, a fifth gear because uh, Abarth was the first one who designed that. It was a very clever design. They the used the original gearbox, just uh, at that uh, and modified the, the back part to the gearbox and they put the fifth gear. How good's that? Um, so that's what I'm saying. Are there any more parts now that you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to make that in carbon fibre? I'm going to change that? Or have you pretty much done as much as you can do? Look, um, i got two parts side myself. Mm. One is the one that said, I think now the project is um, pretty close, you know, yeah. and I'm here with that. And after something, another person inside myself started to each inside and said, all right, how we can explore that, how we can improve that. For me, it's just improve. It's always uh, try to uh, details better, try to make things more functional. It's just uh, the way I've been growing up. Well, I was lucky enough, and I do appreciate you letting me drive. No, no, well, really, I don't no. know if he let you drive. Yeah, well, okay, Carlo well. actually didn't want you to drive, but you jumped into the <laughs> but anyway, seat. Not many people as a driver. Anyway, <laughs> I do appreciate that, and I do like to drive. We would, look, but I, I felt... Fantastic in that car. The bucket seat reminded me when I was driving a go-kart. You know, those uh, was actually splitting image of the go-karts, although these were trimmed in leather with yellow stitching, absolutely beautiful. But the Abarth gauges, the gated shift in carbon carbon fibre, the keys in carbon fibre, the binnacle in carbon fibre. But what I – and Ori, I mean, you'd have the same thoughts. How tastefully it was done. 
And well, it's true. Like Carlo said, you've left the car true to style, true to the era of the actual vehicle. You haven't changed it dramatically. The lines are still the lines. Well, the body's the body. The what body. You, so you haven't widened the guards or flared the guards, as we say. You have taken off the bumper bars. Yes. What else have you done that's not original in terms of the body? Okay, you've changed lenses yep. and stuff like but that. Bumper bars removed but reinforced internally, Carlo. Yeah. With carbon fibre. With the composite material, yes, application of the, the honeycomb and other, other material allowed to me to strengthen the area. And um, of course, I, I improved the car a lot underneath, uh, um, stiff the, the, the lower part of the car. So really, I knew what it was the weak part of the car because um, I experienced it when I was young. So I tried to put my input uh, with the new material we know, with the new technology, with the new um, other uh, uh, knowledge we, we got to, we put it together and uh, slowly I started to plan. But the car was a plan for a long time. It wasn't something I wake up in the morning and say, okay, this is what I want to do. How about the engine? Because it's got a bigger engine than the standard 500, yes, obviously. Yes, yes. The engine, some all the car, the engine we started with the, with the original engine, with the same configuration of the engine, uh, uh, 490, uh, two-cylinder. Uh, and the, from there, we tried to apply a, a, a kit, Albert kit. And uh, I was very fortunate to have the help from Mario from Veloce. We put together this engine. What really we achieved, uh, we had a few, you know. Hiccups. Hiccups, true to mm -hmm. the journey. Uh, but we was able to resolve and improve, actually. We and looks-wise, doesn't it look it good with the Abarth? And even on the gearbox below, yes. it is the gearbox, I assume, at the underneath the car that you can see the Abarth? Is it the sump? Oh, oh it's the sump, sump. okay, there you yeah, go. Sorry. So what size engine's in that car, Carlo? Now it's uh, 800. Okay. okay, so you've upped it a few cc's. Yes. How many horsepower? Uh, we talk about um, between 50, 53, around there. And some of the engine in Italy, um, they can stretch it to 60. Okay. Uh, this one, is, I believe, is about uh, 50, around the 50. But it's very drivable. I mean, I yes. thought it was uh, very drivable. I, I was a little bit lax on the first gear synchro, but anyway, apart from that, <laughs> I think I, I didn't do too bad. Have you, you've sent photos of the car, Carlo, and videos of the car back to Italy, your friends and family? No, no, Does, no, no. I'm no, you, no? You guys are the first people we... We discussed about this game. Yeah. Wow. I oh, look, and I, I've got to say, the photos don't really do it justice. Seeing it in real yeah, life. 100%. And we were lucky to actually video it uh, next to another Abarth. The new one. The, the new, new one, 595. the 595. And how the, the difference so in size is unbelievable. Yes, yes, yes. When the Fiat, uh, again, they put him back uh, the 500, uh, 10, uh, 12 years ago, uh, everybody think, oh, wow, Fiat do again uh, a remodeling. But it's completely new car, new generation. It's yep. uh, size, engine power, everything is different. It's completely different. It's it's engines at the front, not at the back. Exactly. What about the suspension, Carla? The suspension you've changed. What, yes. what changes you've made to the suspension? Suspension we change. Basically, we take off the leaves and we put a, a, a double wishbone on the trunk and with the independent shocks, with the spring uh, incorporated to the shocks. So it was a, a front and rear. The rear, we change uh, all, uh, all, all the shocks. We change, uh, we change uh, the typology to the to the spring because uh, originally they got a big spring between the chassis and um, 
and uh, wish bond and now we go the spring inside outside to the to the shocks is a properly a properly system so we can we can adjust the right high we can adjust the the preload the the, the to the suspension etc so allow to to do more adjustment uh, compared to the the buses car and this was uh, this is not for racing you just actually no, this is just, just because just, you could do it it's just uh, just uh, i I put it together there, something I like to do for many, many years. So, Carlo, if I purchased an Abarth race car yes, and put yours side by side, an original race car, the ones that used to race under yes. your home. Of yes. that era. Of that era. Yes. What would be the difference? What, uh, lots, what of would st- I- lots of stuff will be different because uh, you have to remember uh, um, the car, uh, the rules at the time for competition was very restricted because uh, um, so – at the time, no many stuff. For example, suspension have to be with the leaves. Uh, original suspension from the rear um, gearbox uh, allowed to just do modification, but no completely change the gearbox. Uh, other rules it was aerodynamically you can put it too much uh, fiberglass. It was just very limited. And they were all four speeds, weren't they, Carlo? Uh, four speed and the last generation the. Sixty ninety five. It was a five speed. Yes, and we couldn't actually drive those on the road though. Because of the no, rear no, no, bonnet no. cover, uh, engine cover had Not, to be open, correct? Exactly. Because the engine is uh, air, 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 air cooled. Cool. Yep. Cool. So the engine uh, needed some cooling. So you have to remember, uh, you have to put it together technology not, uh, we had at the time with the with the product we had at the time. Of course, mm. now we can come up with it, so many solutions. At the time, the solution wasn't the many. So, so they just opened up just the engine cover? Just opened up the engine. They, but what the interesting thing was... Uh, uh, about the, they went to race in Monza and they, they needed to open this uh, this engine cover because uh, the car started to go heat. Yeah. But they found indirectly they have some uh, benefits from uh, aerodynamic thing, aerodynamic downforce. So the car was more balanced <laughs> on the Lesmo. So Carlo Abarth started scratching his head. They said, wow, so this is very important. So what did they did with the Fiat 1000 Abarth? They did uh, like a real wing replace the bonnet and they raise it for uh, maybe six months and after they they constructed the same so they bend you know how to do it yeah. so yeah. it was actually acting as a rear wing plus like cooling yeah. the engine exactly so, that's brilliant yeah and the same thing he started to work on the front because on the front they had a big radiator and it was a massive drag. So what did they did? They tried to pour a little bit the aluminium tried to blend the radiator with the shape of the car and they found the front downforce. So they found the, the way how, how they can adjust aerodynamically the car. And there was a big uh, learn curve practically on the track. They explored racing by racing last like this. It wasn't yeah. the design. It wasn't nice. it was, yeah. And that's what they talk about in terms of development of the car. So you bring the car out and then you tweak it, you find yeah. out things. Now, naturally, the technology is, you know, up, up and, uh, you know, no, all no, over. You, you go lots and lots of tools that they can define a downforce before you build the car. So it's a wind tunnel, a computer a fluid dynamic. you got so many tools that can... Um, can achieve the same thing, but again, we're in 2020. Yeah, it, it, it's very cool because this is a true one of one. 
Oh, one of one for sure. But what I like about it, because we talk about keeping things original and we've we've yep. driven the little Fiat 500, but, you know, you can't really go too far in the original little Fiat 500 so, yeah. and, and it's off the line, it struggles a bit. But I think this is a great combination and it's tastefully done. Sounds great. You know, looks great. And, you know, with your with your family, do the, do the kids get involved? How, how? My old son was involved. Uh, true to the construction, to the panel, a uh, little bit to the restoration, and uh, how we know, you know, kids uh, got other stuff to do. But yeah, he was a little bit involved uh, in uh, in the process. Well, this one certainly is a keeper, Carlo, and I, I do appreciate. Uh, we do appreciate yeah, you coming that. on the show, and uh, we really did enjoy it. And we'll have. Uh, Oh, we'll have some YouTube videos. Absolutely, We'll yeah. have some Instagram and we'll have some of that. Because like Mick said, you have to see it. I mean, in real life, it's just, it just blows you away. Yeah, it's so certainly better in real life than it is on photos. I mean, you just get the right proportions in yeah. real life and things like that. Because uh, I mean, even now, your son, Vincent, this morning when he saw it driving, is wow, I didn't expect it to be like this, yeah, right? Because he's got the 595 and yeah. it's a big, big difference. Uh, and even when I drove the, the, the 595 back, after driving yours, it's a huge difference. You're sitting higher. It's it's just a different feel completely. No. Fantastic. Thank you, Carlo, for coming on the show. And actually, I think Carlo was going to close the show. Close, Carlo is going to close the show for us. But Mick, what do you well, want to say? Well, we're going to say, remember, if your car's not a classic. No, there's going to be the photos on Instagram yeah, well, we and the videos that. on yeah, YouTube yeah. and thanks for listening. But we're not going to close the show today. I think Carlo is in Italian. In Italian. So uh, our normal close is... Remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. But Carlo, se, se non è classico, lo sarò un giorno. Thank Grazie. you very much. Thanks, guys. Right. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.